TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. What up, everybody? It is 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia. Points north, south, east, and west. I am west. I am out in Indianapolis, Indiana. Northwest. Is it Northwest? I bet it's like kind of straight across. Man, India's up from us, man. You think? Gotta be. Try I, it out. I mean, I'm, I'm looking now. You're right. It's probably a little north, but it's not It's not like that far. I'm pulling it up right now. Good morning, Brian. How All right, you what's up? Um, not much, dude. I. Uh, so it is a little bit north. It looks like it's like about even maybe a little south of Philadelphia from a latitude standpoint. So, yes, north and west. Um, B, I'm fired up, man. The, the Combine's got some juice. Um, today we get to hear from Adam Peters. Um, Please tell me about the Combine, Jay, because Jeff in here trying to get me to watch Love is Blind. I mean, Jeff needs to get you are You are crazy, <laughs> dog. Let's, let's, let's talk about what people want to hear about. Football. Yeah. Let's go, baby. Well, it's, especially the fact that Jeff thought I was in Ashburn today. He and, thought and, you were in Ashburn. He's going to tell me, man – you got Love is Blind. I said, ain't a man in the world running home to watch Love is Blind. <laughs> Yo, he is I don't even know what Love is Blind is. Then, he was talking to Drab. Drab watched Love is Blind because he just like like you. When Lauren. Valdez, hold on, hold when on. When Lauren want to watch. Valdez just said he watched Love is Blind. With his girlfriend. What is it? it it's what is some, it? It's some little weird show. One of these reality shows. Is and I'll reality? guarantee you, Valdez watch it with his woman. He ain't watching no, it by himself. He, he watches it by himself. Nah, he's yeah, no, he Jeff. Don't. Is it no, like don't. the? Is it like the Bachelor kind of reality? So is Love is like Blind is show? basically these people are put in a box and they don't know who they're talking to across like the box, and they're trying to figure out what yep. they date I've, or marry. Yeah, right, and, and, and I'll say I'm this, good. And I'll say I've this straight up: either blind. either you a weirdo or you with your girlfriend watching that damn show by yourself as a man. Yeah, for me, we watch some reality, but not like those dating kind of shows. Yeah, um, yeah. Here's what I'd like to do. What we're gonna move forward from Love Is Let's Blind. Let's go to football, um, baby. Well, so <laughs> here's I want to kind of just lay out the, the 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 schedule of the day because it's gonna be fun. We're gonna learn a lot. Um, everybody got we're into indie learn, we, We're not gonna learn a lot. We're gonna learn a lot of lies. There'll be some truth in there. I mean, I think that's kind of our job is to analyze and decipher what's real and what's not. It's going to be a lot of um, lies too, Jay. You know that. going to be a lot of lies, certainly. Yeah. It is lying season. But, dude, you've got all day um, GMs and coaches talking right now. So so people understand, I'm in the Indiana Convention Center. Um, imagine it's just a big old open space convention center. Um, B, the Radio Row section of this is mm-hmm. probably – a quarter of the size of the Super Bowl radio row. Oh, yeah. But the the room 
is about the same size. Oh, it's like it's, nobody's in there. Well, but the you know they have all the podium set up. Then all the there's an ESPN set, an NBC set, um, Sirius. There's all that kind of stuff. And, and then there's also this is where they do the bench press, or at least it has been in years past, where yeah. fans can fans can come in and watch these athletes watch these. Pro football prospects. Remember, I uh, ran into you about, what was that, about four or five years ago now when I ran into you? That's the same room? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, just that big ass room. Yeah. Um, so, right now, while we're kind of talking on the radio, getting ready, um, Brian Gutenkinst, I don't know if I said that right, I'm going to be honest with you. He's the GM of the Packers. Joe yeah. Shane, GM of the Giants. Joe Hortiz, the new GM of the Chargers. And Elliot Wolf, the new GM of the Patriots, are all talking. And, like, throughout the day, all these guys are going to talk. Um, do you? I, I'm going to spot my first lie, B-Mitch. You want me to, you want me to tell you where it's going to come from? Where? At 11 a.m., Sean Payton is scheduled to speak at Podium 6. And all of a sudden, Sean Payton seems like he's trying to walk back how clearly they're going to cut Russell Wilson in a couple weeks. Have you noticed that at all? Have you yeah, paid any but, attention but, to him? See, but I know you said that yesterday, and I started thinking about that. And my my thought is, did anyone above Sean Payton say we ain't not we're not letting him go? I mean, well, especially the dollars involved. That's man. what I'm saying. So it could be Sean Payton was a little too full of himself too soon. But ultimately, if he's trying to walk it back now, it's because we can't try to maneuver a deal. If we tell everybody we're gonna let him go, because everybody just wait till we cut him, so now we act like we're gonna keep him. So if someone is interested, we could possibly get something for him. I, that that to me is is, is kind of what's happening there. I'm yeah. not sure. I, you know, nobody knows un, until you see it go down. But um, throughout the day, if you are a Ravens fan like Jeff, uh, Eric DaCosta will talk at 10:30. Then John Harbaugh at 11:15. Uh, Dan Campbell, the knee biter himself, will talk at 11. I'll probably Try to walk over there and see that. But um, Adam Peters, commander's general manager, will talk at the podium at 1130. Following his podium session, normally uh, the, the local media, like the actual beat reporters, the people that are here that cover Washington, get to talk to Peters. We're probably going to have, frankly, a, a better conversation at that point. Um, and then my plan is, as soon as possible, thanks to the heroic efforts of Chris Kerwin, um, we will get that audio and play it live on the show, um, which I, I think should be should be pretty uh, pretty interesting anyway. Um, Brian, there's also a, a reasonable chance that I am going to get physically removed from the table I'm at. Um, so keep that in mind as we progress. Repeat that last part. Um, there's a, I'd say at least a 25% chance that I get physically removed from the table I'm at. Why? So I'm going to be honest with you. I got here this morning and I had this, we were taping an interview with Daniel Jeremiah, which you'll also hear later. Uh, DJ had a special message for you, B Mitch, that we'll have to make sure you're, you're excited and paying attention to, um, specific to the sun belt, the fun belt. Um, but, uh, Obviously, we're here. There is a table for, I think it's registered in 980, but I think there's an Odyssey table for us somewhere. 
but I couldn't find it. And Kerwin just set up at this NBC Universal table, and I said, okay, well, I kind of work there too, so I'm currently set up at the NBC Universal table. <laughs> I have a feeling at some point somebody else is going to want to set up at this table, but we're just going to kind of play it by ear. See well, how, how about you uh... – in the breaks, go find that damn uh, what's called the table. I Dude, told you, you got to learn to follow rules, though. B, I looked for it, and I couldn't find it. Uh, you don't know anybody could tell you the number? Or you I didn't... could, but we also had to be live on air. So, But you still got to find it because when they move you, you're going to have to uh, be ready to jump and be click, click, yeah, click. It's going to be interesting. Um, we're, we're staying on our toes all day, and I will have you know, Brian, that do, you, do I sound wonderful this morning? Not necessarily the news. I think I sound good. JP, you Lamp sound Hill. like you normally sound, which is not good. You normally sound like I almost said the word crap. Dude, even in saying, your best voice, you you have a ah, ah, to your your voice that doesn't sound very. Uh, if you're good. saying I sound normal, that's a win because I haven't sounded normal in a while. So I just I want the world to know. I want you to know. I want the world to know that I got to Indianapolis last night. I didn't go out, and I was asleep by 10.30, and I woke up early and hit the gym. Well, that's so probably I'm, what you should I'm have done. Running. I mean, you were oh, you were under the weather. You were sounding like crap. You shouldn't go do nothing. Yeah. Or, you know, you could always go the other way with it. Now, I'm not sure I can guarantee. One day you're going to grow up and realize you got to just take care of yourself sometimes. I'm not sure I can guarantee that, that that will be my plan all week. But for the first day, it was my plan. I actually um, I saw my boy Phil last night. And he, he sent me the, like, emoji, like, where'd you go? And I was like, dude, I'm home. I'm in bed. Um, and got a decent night's sleep, staying at a residence inn. All's well. How, it's going uh, to be a fun week out here, man. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about this. When is the last time you think a general manager for the Washington franchise took questions at a podium? From a, from like a national media group. A national media group, like because I know. I don't. I guess Martin did this. Martin did, has done this. Yeah, Martin's within, done it. But but Ron was the boss there. Yeah. And then Bruce never did this. It was always very bizarre. We'd have to go to like. A well, different he never building. he never did like a, a strum with y'all, but he also. He always talked to the national media. He just didn't do it in a public way. Sure. Yeah. No, but even the scrum he would do with us would never be here. They would, like, rent out a conference room at a different hotel, which I never quite understood why, but that was that was, that was was a different era, I would say. I think, um, you know, of all the – of all the things, man, you could be excited about this number two pick, about all the cap space, whatever it is you're excited about, for the commanders, for me, I am circling back to Adam Peters, having a real GM, having a guy that they are understandably excited about. Yeah. I, I am too. And I think the ultimate thing is that's that's what excites me the most to where you've hired a guy who basically is an architect. Okay? If you get ready to go build a building, build a bridge, like the one I did in Louisiana, you, you hire an architect first, right? So they can yeah. construct and let you know where the weakness and the strengths and all that, and then you, you have to build it according to those aspects. Adam Peters is the person who we, we believe, and many people around the NFL believe, is one of the best young up-and-coming people at that job. 
So instead of having people that we know are BSers, we have a guy now who has a job that he has been, he's proven so far that he's good at. And you hire him and you say, hey, go get this thing done. So his job now is to make sure that we understand all the, 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 the strengths of this team, the weaknesses, and what they have to do. And he's going to have, have to go do that. So once that stuff starts going in place, then I think at this point it's just about excitement. But once he starts making his decisions, then all of a sudden you have the right at that point to judge or make judgment based off of what you see, based off of who they got and how they react on the field. So at least that's the mindset you're supposed to have when the team is being built. But before, we were already questioning before they made a move because we knew it was going to be somebody that came from Carolina or somebody that that, that had a relationship with Bruce. So now I think it's going to be who's the best person out there I can get to help the team out. Well, think about, I mean, the places where everybody has come from, right? I mean, think about – um, so Peters came from San Fran. Mm-hmm. Prior to Peters, they already hired a dude with ties to the Ravens and the Dolphins to take over analytics. Um, Peters' only real big hire, I would say, in the front office at this point has been a dude from the Lions. They hired Dan Quinn, who was with the Cowboys. His coordinators, um, I mean, you've got two former head coaches on the offensive staff that have come from different locations. I mean, Kingsbury was obviously with the Cardinals most recently at South Southern Cal. Um, Lynn was with the Niners. Defensively, a couple of those guys came from Dallas, but a couple of those guys are like longtime veteran coaches that have been all over the league. So to your point, this was not recreating the Panthers um, like, like Ron did. Or, I mean, going further back with Bruce, like all roads led back to Tampa. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And – that is a really refreshing change, to, to your point. Totally. And I think as – you don't want to, like, keep hammering this, but when Peters talks today and when you hear kind of the, the more um, private conversation he will have with a, a few different reporters here, it's going to be – it's going to be different and – at least, I mean, do you remember the, like, in Ron We Trust t-shirts and prior to that, in Scott We Trust, like, yep. all these hashtags that have been things? Like, mm-hmm. this dude deserves, That's why you hate hashtags? I, hashtags are just lame, man. I, I mean, think, I still see I see some high-profile people still using them, Jay. Not really on Twitter. On Instagram, I think it's different. But Hey, but they got TikTok, millions of followers. Like very popular. They have millions of followers. I guess they doing something right, though. On on Twitter, you're saying I don't think no, so. No, I'm talking. About, I don't listen. Twitter is the end all be all. If you got a million followers on Instagram, you're a badass. I agree, and I think hashtags make more sense on Instagram. I think Instagram and TikTok they make sense. I think on Twitter they are lame. I'm gonna find a high profile for them and let you know who it is. But B, I'm agreeing with you. You're arguing with me. No, I'm, I'm, not, with I'm you. talking about on Twitter. Well, I think they're lame then, and I, <laughs> I will. You can let them know I said so. Um, I do think we have our first lie of the day. What you got? Um, well, I, I might have two. So, Joe Shane, Giants general manager, is talking this morning, and in the pro, in the I mean, maybe he's been talking fifteen minutes or so. Huh? He has said that a second franchise tag is in play for Saquon Barkley, which, frankly, I don't believe. Um, that would put Barkley. It's got to go up 20%, right? 
and the the cap went up way higher than people thought. So a franchise tag is going to be higher than people thought. And he gets the 20% raise being the second straight tag. That is so, 20% raise over what the average of the top five running backs are. Uh, we, we we might have to look it up in the break here. Yeah. Or I mean, I could lean on my man Jeff to look this up, but I'm not sure how that's going to go. He's too busy watching Love is Blind. I, I'm sure he's he's busy. But I think a second straight franchise tag gets you an automatic raise regardless. Um, but, I mean, even if it was – the top five of the top five running backs, and it's a 20% raise on that, you got I, – I don't know how it would work if the Saints cut Kamara because he's number two, but McCaffrey's making 16, John Taylor's making 14. I just – eventually I don't think they're going to allocate five or 6% of their cap to the running back position, to a singular running back. But the bigger lie, I think, from Joe Shane and the New York Giants – he says, I have faith in Daniel Jones as our starting quarterback. Do you well, believe when him? You, when you uh, gave him a deal like you just did, you better tell him the owner's going to fire your ass. Yeah, but, I mean, even <laughs> – he, even... he, he, is, he is now trying to salvage a little bit of his reputation because it doesn't look good what he did. Honestly, I don't think that – I mean, this is crazy to say, but at the quarterback position – I don't. I think that deal is kind of what you should do. Like, I I prefer the deal they gave to Daniel Jones, which you can get out of two years in, mm-hmm. to giving Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo four-year deals. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way Daniel Jones on that current contract is the Giants quarterback in 25. Yeah, I understand that. But I'm just saying, even as much as we don't like Carr, Carr and Garoppolo – are better than Daniel Jones. Think? Yes. At least he can run. He can run. But in this, we already proven in this league, if all you do is run very well, you're not going to last very long. Sure. So, um, he, can he sit in the pocket and pick people apart? Hell to the knock. Even when they're in prevent. <laughs> so. I mean, with DJ at the helm last year, he completed 67% of his passes. But he had two touchdowns against six picks. Hmm. Dude, we talked about QBR and how the goal for Howell was just to get it above 50% last year. Mm-hmm. You know what Danny Dimes' QBR was last year? What was it? 36.3. Hmm. You're giving your team a 36% chance to That's win the game. That's not very good right there. At the there. most important position. That is, uh, That ain't going to help. Not at all. Um, all right, there is a lot for us to get to. We're going to hear from Adam Peters today. Plus, we have uh, our our boys, Barcelona Nate's going to join the program. Nikki Jabala, I believe, is going to sit down with me at 1 o'clock later this afternoon. Uh, packed show coming live from the Combine, breaking it all down, bringing it to you. You're listening to be Mitchell Finley. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers – Get $150 in bonus bets with winning with, with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. So we're going to keep it a little close here tonight. You have the Golden State Warriors coming in to play against our Washington Wizards. They're favored by 11 and a half. You have to b- believe that Golden State, if they play their game, they'll win by more than that. But, but Golden State has been up and down this year. So maybe that 11 and a half may be just enough 
for the Washington Wizards to cover, and you can win you some money. Bet on all your favorite NBA teams and players with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Brian and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 1067 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old or present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet that expires seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medela, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, B. I what think up? we got one guy telling the truth. Who's that? Terry Fontenot. He sounds like he's from Louisiana. Uh, I don't know where he's from. I know he's the Atlanta Falcons general manager. I just know a lot of Fontenot's from down where I went to school at. It, it does sound yeah. Cajun. Um, I'm, I'm going to his Wikipedia. Oh, my god. Lake Charles, Louisiana. Lake Charles. Hey, I don't know many Fontenot's that did not originate from somewhere in that area. Not a lot of Fontenot's like in Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe France. but uh, Probably so, yeah. He, he, I don't think you like where he played his college ball, though. Where? Tulane. I don't care about that. I thought you don't like Tulane. I don't, but we whip him, so I didn't worry about that. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, Terry Fontenot, Atlanta Falcons, is doing his podium session, and he told the truth. What did he say? He said, yeah, man, we got to find a quarterback. Uh, it's the hardest position to figure out. He talked about the immense pressure that quarterbacks face. That's street truths. Yo, and he said, we're going to look everywhere. We're going to look at the draft. We're going to look at free agency. We're going to look at trades. And I was like, all right, this dude's telling the truth. And you know what? The quarterbacks are going to face extreme pressure, but it should not be from your team. Well, you know, your team should put the little that little push to make you want to be that guy where – See, that position, everybody wants to play it because of the way that they get all the, lo- the love and the, 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 the fanfare. But a lot of stuff comes with that position. And yeah. you have to be damn near a loner to be successful at it. Totally. Or you have to be somebody that's going to dive headfirst into your, to your business and make sure you get it done. Because 
People talked about how Tom comes first, leave last. Pat has a lot of fun on the field, but the reputation is he's in there first, he's, he's leaving last. If you're not trying to give that to it and you just want to walk around with your NFL medallion and say, yeah, I play in the league, then you're not going to have much success. You basically have to be a guy that no one sees other than when you're playing football. And every once in a while you might say, okay, cool, i go get me a little run. But if they see you every day, then you damn sure won't be successful at quarterback in this NFL. It's, it's fascinating when you look at Atlanta specifically, B, and they have the eighth pick overall. Um, being here, having brief conversations last night, uh, talking with some folks this morning, I think this goes one, two, three QBs. I, I think it's Caleb at one, and it feels a little coin flippy to me at two between Daniels and May, and then I think at three it's the other one, right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. If I could wager, what is that, like an exact box? Like if I could throw those three into a box and, and bet on the, that being the, you know, some order, I would do it. Um, and I just don't know what will happen this week if a dude like McCarthy wows people this week or Bo Nix or, or whoever that could be. You know, right? that that I'm not going to lie. That's the one aspect of the combine that kind of annoys me. A guy plays four years, three years, five years, whatever the case may be. Then he goes to a combine and may run a 40 or may lift some weights, and people lose their mind over it. Well, be specific. <laughs> that I, that annoys me. Well, let me ask you something then. I mean, if you want to look at the tape and what they've accomplished, Bo Nix was outrageous, dude. Mm-hmm. He threw 45 touchdowns against three picks. Should, but see, but should he be being looked at regardless of how this week no, goes No, no. See, him? this is the thing, though. You say Bo Nix threw 45 touchdowns and three t- but they looked at him play. They looked at the, the competition he had, and they looked at different aspects of his game, and they uh, realized that he is not the top, top guy. And they put him in a positioning. So what else can Bo Nix do than what he's already done? They already think that he his, – his, either they think that – Oregon was just better than people that they faced or not. Well, what about Penix then? Okay. My, Penix, Penix was fantastic. Penix was fantastic. Until Penix, that title game. Until the title game. But ultimately, he has injuries. So that's maybe why he's not up there with the rest of the guys. If, if he doesn't have those knee injuries, where do you think he'll be? So, uh, what I'm, what I, so what I'm trying to come at is I'm looking at Michael Penix. And if Michael Penix is not – having knee injuries, he's probably going to be one of the top three, four quarterbacks picked. But the mere fact that a lot of these guys go through all of this stuff and then you go to the combine, and I'm not trying to say, you know, see, I I am far different than most people in media. I look at stats, but stats don't tell the whole story. It's how you play when you play the better talent. You know, uh, my – as good as Bo Nix was, did they beat Washington? I don't think so. When they played better competition, things change. When you play lesser competition, he looks exceptional. His team is a damn track team playing against most people. But just the stats don't tell me anything. It's the competition, how you handle it, and what you do on a consistent basis. But I don't think that, Jay, what I'm trying to say is, it's not just the stats. See, most people like to just look at stats and say, well, this guy, no. 
It's the stats, the competition, and how you consistently do things. And then if I see all – if they saw 45 touchdowns and three interceptions and they don't consider him one of the top quarterbacks, it tells you they see something that they are not pleased with. I do think, though, and I largely hear you, like there, there's question marks about these guys for whatever reason. I do think, though, with McCarthy, because that Michigan offense is so unique, I mean, think about the Penn State game where they just manhandled Penn State. They didn't throw a pass in the second half of that game uh-huh. because they were just dominating the line of scrimmage. And Harbaugh is a dude that, you know, as much as everybody wants to say that, like, you got to be a pass-first offense and in college you see so much spread and all this stuff, Harbaugh doesn't care. Harbaugh is a pro-style offense guy. Well, he's about winning games, however yeah. that comes. And, and I do think – I do think a guy like J.J. McCarthy can do a lot this week to help his um, draft stock because I I think people want to see him maybe air it out a little bit and show off the arm and see how fast he is. But, you know, one thing I've heard, I heard this last night, apparently he looks pretty damn skinny. Like he's kind of like giraffe. Yeah, he he looked a little skinny when I watched him on TV, but this is the question I would ask. When is he going to be put in a position in the combine where he can show you that he can throw the ball against coverage? See, I'd argue that he has shown the big play stuff. Like, I mean, his performance against Bama in the semifinal game, I thought showed a lot. But the numbers, the statistics aren't going to be that impressive. But see, that's what I'm saying. It's this, I look at his offense, I don't expect him to have 4,000 yards. I don't expect him to have 35 touchdowns, 40 touchdowns. Right. And looking at his offense, what he did is what he's supposed to do. But the question would be, still, I went to the combine as a quarterback. I was able to drop back, hitch, and let that thing go, and it was 70 yards in the air. Guess what I didn't have? Any damn body trying to stop me. I didn't have no pressure. I didn't have anybody covering my cornerback. So it's easy to go air it out. But still, I go back and I will look at J.J. McCarthy and say, did he throw balls in tight spots? Was he successful doing it against blitz, uh, uh, blitzing and things of that nature? Then you have an idea of who he is. But I still don't believe I can go four years, three years, four, five, six, whatever it is some of these guys playing. I know. It's and crazy go to the combine and run a 40 or throw one pass that go, oh, man, now I got to move him up to the first round or drop him out of the first round. It doesn't make much sense to me. Dude, McCarthy in three years at Michigan only threw 11 interceptions. Okay. See, that starting right there. At, starting as a true freshman. I, that would I tell guess he didn't me, play a ton his freshman year. But that but. would tell me that, you know what, he takes care of the football. Yeah. You know, now, when you say you hear that he takes care of the football, or do you say, okay, does he not throw the ball in tight situations? I, I don't – I think when you think about Giants, Falcons – at six and eight, I think quarterback is absolutely in play for both of those teams. And and I just wonder I, I just I find it hard to believe that one of these dudes emerges to that level where, where all of a sudden that's in play. You know what I mean? Like I I think I don't know, Ben Stanick, mock draft expert is here. Benny, three and a half Q, QBs over under in the top fifteen. 
Oh, man. Standing says four in the top 15, B, so it's either McCarthy, Knicks, whoever the hell. Spencer you know, Rattler, and, and, somebody and, emerges. But the thing of it, though, Jay, the reality of the NFL draft is this. People get desperate for that position. Hell, yeah, they do. And a lot of people have been drafted in the top 15 that did not deserve to be draft, drafted as a quarterback. Why? Because we got to get one. And when you say, I got to get one, and you just grab one, and it may not be the one, that's why a lot of people are still looking after 25 years. B, I got to break from the NFL for a second. I think you're going to love this. What you got? The first ever NFL private jet deal has landed in college football. Who? Jackson Dart, the Ole Miss quarterback. Has got to deal with Nicholas Air private air travel. Oh my lord, I love it. I mean, hey, dude, I'm I'm just looking at this guy. But the question he is, 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 is long so, blonde hair. But this is a question he asked though. So who he's getting that? So his family gonna fly to the games? I like. Because I not know his coach. His coach's not gonna team? be letting him just fly around all the damn time. Man, Lane might. You never know what Lane Kevin, man. Nah, nah. Lane might be. If, if I he, can see Lane and Jackson Dark going down to Cabo for the weekend. Hey, nah, I don't think so. If you, you see the coach gonna want to hold him in, so he he's gonna be flying his family to the games. I would guess that's what I guess that's what they're trying to offer him. Well, your family can go watch you at every game. Ah, we'll see, dude. Because you you, certainly you see. really think that the school and our head coach is gonna be okay with him flying during the middle of the week? Um, but I like the I like the way he thinks. He he walks into the union. They got a little party going on. Dudes are yeah, got my Mercedes outside. Hey, yeah, I got my G five over there at the airport. What's up? Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, the NIL world is just gonna be nuts, and it's not going anywhere. Um, you got you got to have just, you got to have that 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 come up, Jay. Like you know, we should go to a little club down sometime gameplay. And the guys right. like watch they call. We pull up. I pull up to the club in my boat. It changed the game right there, brother. God bless Mr. Boudreaux. <laughs> Barstool Nate joins us at eleven. Don't go anywhere. Hey B. What up, brother? If I told you a dude was from Oakland and went to the U, would you think he's like a scrawny white dude? Nope. <laughs> Neither. Uh, Elliot Wolf is I guess they don't want to call him the GM. So here's what the New England Patriots have decided to call Elliot Wolf their director of scouting, which is a big deal because forever it's funny, I was talking to a buddy of mine that covers the Pats this morning walking over here and he was just saying how remarkably different everything feels because they're like able to speak to people and it's just it's not um Bill running the operation at all times. Oh, yeah. Bill had um, people afraid to speak. Yeah. You walk up to somebody and say, hey, uh, oh, no, 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 I can't talk. I can't talk. Yo, you kind of like, remember that clip of the Bama kid that saw, um, that started to answer a question and yeah. then just stopped? Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. That was hilarious. Um, but so, more more famously, Elliot Wolf is the son of Ron Wolf, who was GM of the Packers for, for a really long time. Um, Elliot Wolf is basically the new GM of the Pats, mm-hmm. and he just did his media session a little earlier, and people are going to get up in arms about this, but you don't need to, all right? Mm-hmm. Wolf 
said New England Patriots are going to meet with Drake May, Caleb Williams, and Jaden Daniels this week. And you know what? They should. Everybody's going to meet with everybody. Because you don't know what can happen, what can go down. Listen, the draft is in April, people. And guys are still working out to get to where they want to be. Anything can happen. You know, it could be something that may go wrong to where all of a sudden the Bears go, oh, no, we, we got to make an adjustment here. We don't know. So you got to talk to everybody. Because, hey, what if something goes a different way and somebody else goes first? Other than who we think. The guys better have some familiarity with the next person, don't you think? Yeah. yeah. I, dude, there's a, there's a level of due diligence that is just going to happen. And I think... I honestly think, like, as fans get a little more informed throughout that ideally they won't get caught up in the non, like kind of the, the nonsense of reporting that I'm going to give you a hint. I bet Washington's going to meet with Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels this yeah, week, sure. too. You know, and, and listen, even if, even if you're only doing it to just make somebody else think something, you know what I mean? It, this is, listen, man, this, this whole thing, as serious – and as lucrative and high-priced it is, it's still a game that's played with it. Not the game of football, but the game that's played with the negotiations and to make you think and all that type of stuff. They're playing chess here, people. It's not checkers. Right. And I think, I mean, these meetings are all kind of quick. They're kind of car washes. There's guys coming in and out. I think it'll be important. I imagine Washington will at least – I think it's already starting to become clear. B, tell me what you hear from this. Um, Bears GM Ryan Poles spoke this morning and said, no matter what, we want to do right by Justin Fields. Uh-huh. And, that, and then he said that um, it would have to help our organization significantly to trade out of the first pick. I, I, think, I think the Bears are taking Caleb. I think the Bears They're are They're taking Caleb and let somebody offer them an absolutely asinine hole. Yeah, but I don't even think – I think they want to take Caleb. I, like, at some point, like, I have my, my father's old watch, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, somebody could offer me something outrageous, but I'm still not even sure I'd sell it because it just has more value to me than it does someone else. I understand I, that. I think the Bears are just keeping the pick and taking Caleb. Yeah, but I, I think three first-rounders uh, will make me take somebody else. <laughs> I just – I don't think – I feel like – We'll see, but unless that materializes, I feel like we are treading, trending towards a spot where the Chicago-Caleb thing kind of becomes more and more obvious, mm-hmm. which then, like, if, if Washington knows that and New England knows that, maybe you don't use a top 40 visit on Caleb because you know it's just not going to happen, mm-hmm. right? And then you really start to dive into Daniels versus May, and then you really start to figure out, you know, because your your thirty sixth pick and your fortieth pick and seventy two, like all those, I, I mean, I think they've got to really try to get a starting tackle between thirty six and forty, right? And maybe that's where you start to use your visits. Is, is at some point, like go back to twenty twelve, is probably the best comp, especially with Washington. Like it became the whole world knew the Colts weren't getting off of Andrew Luck. It just wasn't going to happen. They were taking him. And so then when Washington traded up to two, it was crystal clear that was for Robert. 
and, and things just kind of started to materialize from there. I don't think that's going to happen at number two where it's super obvious who they're going to take. Mm-hmm. But I think it, I, I think that's going to happen at one. Yeah, I'm with that. Or, but I'm saying, or some, uh, or some crazy know, offer comes. You never know how desperate some people can be. Who do you think – who who could you see getting that desperate? I would have to sit in and go through everybody that wants a quarterback, and I think sometimes it gets to a point – I just – listen, who I don't want to get desperate is the people sitting at number two. Yeah. I, I don't want them to give up all of that to move one spot. I don't think they will. I really don't. And, no, and I'm not saying they will or not. I just – I'm telling you I don't want because – you know, we can sit up here and, and just say no to everything, but, hey, we don't know. We, we, we really don't know if they are not interested in Caleb at, at that high, high of a level. You know, yeah. you would think that, no, you don't give up a lot to move one spot. But, hell, we've seen stranger things happen in drafts. I wonder how the Trey Lance trade sits with Peters. Um yeah, that's the only really big move that didn't go well in San Fran, and you got to imagine that's kind of on his mind. And and having so many comp picks and so much draft capital allowed them to be aggressive. I mean, really for for Trent, for mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey, event. I mean, this past year for Chase Young. I mean that the hundredth pick, the third, the conditional third they sent for Chase. I don't know that it really paid out for them, but it also will cost them nothing because they'll probably just get another compensatory third. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I I wonder when you look around at who could get desperate. I wonder Saints, Raiders, like the Broncos, but the Broncos don't have anything left because of the Russ Wilson trade. I I wonder Atlanta be. I I just don't think it's going to happen. I think Caleb goes to Chicago. What else I think is going to happen is Barstool Nate joining the program next. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.